This is On Being's Unheard Cuts. I'm Krista Tippett. You're listening to my unedited conversation with Father Alberto Ambrosio. He's a Dominican friar and a scholar of Sufism. I spoke with him on June 14, 2012, at his monastery in Istanbul, Turkey. Download the MP3 of the produced show at onbeing.org. Thank you for making the time. Thank you very much. Well, Omid told me about you, and we knew we had to come talk to you. Because <laughs> we listen to Omid oh, take our orders from him. I, you know, I just take you to the best of people. That's, That's right. all it is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in the Quran, there's that story of um, Solomon and the Queen of Sheba, and there's this, uh, it's a love story, and then there's this bird, the Hopi bird, that just goes back and forth carrying love messages between them. Yeah. And uh, some of the dervishes always say, if you can't be the queen of Shiva and if you can't be Solomon, at least be the Hopi bird and introduce uh, lovers to each other. <laughs> so that's, I think, my destiny in life is... And it gets funnier. In Victorian times, when they were translating the story, they translated the Hopi bird as the pimp bird. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> Apparently, the word pimp had a different connotation back then <laughs> than it does, uh, it does today. Well, it's cool again now it's in cool, America. Yeah. So it's a good word now. Uh, where, where did you learn uh, your English? At school. At school, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if it's enough. For me, it's uh, not enough, but uh, mm-hmm. you will be... Uh, Kind with me. All right, I will be kind with you. And we, we, I, I, I'll meet us on mic. I mean, it's really a conversation between us, but I thought if he feels that he wants yeah, to jump in and yeah, add something. I think it's a very good especially idea. Especially because uh, you and he have spent a lot of time together here, and yeah, he right. may add something that's essential. So yeah, I want his okay. voice to be invited. Um, are we ready? And just a quick reminder if people have cell phones. Yeah, I, I left yeah. in the other room. All right. Okay, um, I, I want to actually start out by asking you to tell us where we are. Tell, tell us about this building and yeah, this location. Yeah, we are in a historical part of Istanbul. Uh, the Galata neighbor is very uh, important because it was uh, the Genovese uh, neighbor and uh, because they came with the Crusades. So in this case, it's not a very... The Genovese. Uh, the Genovese, uh-huh. yeah. And uh, we are really in the Genovese part of, uh, of the city. Interesting. And uh, the Dominican brothers came with, in a way, with the Genovese. Mm-hmm. But I hope they didn't came, come for the Crusades. I'm, I'm sure that they, they didn't come with them. Yeah. Um, and the actual uh, building is, uh, in this one where we are, is, uh, was made in uh, Nine in twenty um, in um, nineteen twenty eight, okay. and the, the church just behind us is uh, was made in, in uh, uh, nineteen eighty four by the first uh, architect who restored uh, Hagia Sophia. So oh. we are in a very interesting uh, historical place. Uh, the Dominicans here spent uh, something like uh, four, uh, four centuries in, mm. uh, in Istanbul, in this place, and uh, we are still here. So it's a, a great uh, sign of the history. Uh, but the Dominicans brothers were here even before in another church, 
that was changed into a mosque in uh, 1475. Right. So they left there. Yeah. And they came here. And your convent is here. Now. Yeah, they, they, they is. This is Actually, this room used to be a, a little chapel where the brothers uh, uh, used to pray because we are in front of the church. So I think because uh, bef before uh, before this um, uh, decoration of the, of the room, uh, it used to be a kind of room for our dresses and so on, okay. and we changed in a meeting room. But before it was a chapel. What was we drove by um, a tower? You said the Italian tower yeah. that was six hundred years old. Very yeah, because of beautiful. the Genovese. The Genovese okay, so that uh, came constructed this uh, Galata Tower. Very beautiful. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. it's a wonderful place. I mean, it's. Uh, right. I mean, I live. I love to live here. I love to travel also. But mm -hmm. when I come back here, I'm very happy. Mm -hmm. uh, so, because we feel the history, we feel. Uh, we feel this part of history, Byzantine history. We feel also in our own place, we feel also the Ottoman history. Uh, in fact, uh, this place uh, was made in, in the Ottoman time. Mm -hmm. And uh, this building uh, was made in, in the Republic time. So, I mean, we can live the history every day, every moment of our daily life. Right. So. Uh, I think it's a very uh, nice place where to live and where to share the cultures, the history, and the religion also, the religions also, because the neighbor used to be a, an Italian neighbor, but also a Jewish neighbor. Oh, this, uh, Jew this was a Jewish neighborhood yeah, as well. Yeah, I, I'm just saying, as you, as you tell me this story, it, when we just as we came into this neighborhood, um, it almost it has an Italian feel. I mean, yeah. even the cafes. The, yeah, of course. Somehow there's that the tower and uh, the little corner. It's very kind of intimate and busy. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. In a way, I feel at home. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Being outside Italy and being right. somewhere else. I mean, uh, and we have the Italian uh, synagogue just behind this wall, I mean, really? and the uh, Askenaz uh, um, synagogue, 200 meters from here. I mean. And those are still active? Those yeah, are, mm -hmm. of course. Hmm. I'd like to hear just a little bit about you. Um, did you grew up in Italy? In, in, uh, in Italy. I grew in, up yes. in Italy. And, and uh, it, it tell me about how you, it was that you came to become a Dominican friar. I, I was a, a normal Italian Catholic. I mean, I, was, um, I used to go to the Mass with my mom every Sunday morning, and more or less that's all. I mean, I tried to pray morning and evening uh, prayers, uh, but uh, at 18 years old, I felt the love of God. I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't say more and more and more, but the point is that I felt uh, something that for me is the love of God and the only answer I could uh, uh, give to uh, to this feeling is was to offer my life to this love of God uh, that I felt as uh, really powerfully 
And uh, for me, it was an evidence. That's why at nine, 18 years old, I decided immediately, uh, behind this feeling, I decided to give my life as, as Jesuit or Dominicans. Okay. When I'm with the Jesuits, I always tell this story because, uh, I mean, they are maybe proud and said, I don't know, maybe <laughs> if I'm not a good, if, I, if I'm not a good Dominican, they prefer I'm not a, a Jesuit. But when I'm with Jesuits, and I work a lot with Jesuits, I always say that I felt uh, this feeling and behind this feeling is I offer my life as a Jesuit or Dominican. And the day after, I went to a bookshop and every, 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 everything in my life starts with a book. And I went to this uh, bookshop and asked for a biography of St. Ignace or St. Dominic. And even at the time, I was obsessed by um, academic books and uh, footnotes and so on. And the biography of Ignace was not so Ignatius, academic. Ignatius, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And the other one, neither. But it was a little bit more because um, it, the, I, I, I could read the, the uh, medieval text of the biography of St. Dominic and I said, okay, let's mm. go with the Dominicans. <laughs> so and 20 years after, I'm still Dominican. Uh, mm -hmm. brother and mm -hmm. so I think that this feeling that is not just a feeling of course uh, this vocation I, I call it a vocation uh, is uh, still uh, living in me mm -hmm. with of course different periods as in life right as in any relationship or community. and then I finished the school and then at 19 years old I left my my family for joining the Dominican order. The first year was just a kind of trial, of course. I started to study Latin, Greek and philosophy. And then the second year was more important because it's the year of novitiate near Florence in a wonderful place, mm. in a wonderful uh, convent. And at the time I learned in a way how to be a Dominican. And then after this time I spent six years studying philosophy and theology in Bologna, where the tomb of St. Dominic is, and then France for studying Turkish and uh, Oriental languages, and then since 2003 I'm in Istanbul. In brief, my life. When so I say, when I sum up my life, I say <laughs> 40 years old, but few phrases, few sentences, it's nothing, <laughs> I mean... I could probably get you talking about it for 24 hours if we tried. Mm, yeah, in a way, yeah. <laughs> if yeah, we right. had the time. Right. Um, okay, so so then, yes, yeah, so somewhere in there, you you became interested in Sufism, in yeah, Islam, in the mystical tradition of Islam, right. and in the whirling dervishes in particular. So how did that capture your attention as a Dominican? Uh, as a Dominican, my, uh, with my vocation, I started also to, um, to read uh, Christian and, of course, uh, Catholic mystics. I read a lot. During my formation as a Dominican, I read, and I'm still reading, um, Christian mystics uh, as Teresa of Avila, uh, a little bit less... Uh, John, John, John of the, the Cross, cross mm -hmm. and uh, Julian of Norwich, and so on. And then when we, we traveled 
uh, in Jerusalem. We did a, a, a kind of pilgrimage in Jerusalem, a northern part of um, Israel and the south part. And uh, in Jerusalem, I discovered Islam. I discovered the Arabic language. Mm. And I discovered more the uh, Muslim believer than the Christian or the Jewish. I mean, I, it was in 97, and I was more or less finishing my formation as Dominican, and I was trying to uh, imagine my future as Dominican. At the time, I didn't want to go on even uh, in studying, um, and it was not confused, but I was wondering how it will be my life after. And then this travel, uh, this pilgrimage came, uh, mm -hmm. came up, and uh, I felt something with, uh, especially with the Arabic, uh, Arabic languages, uh, Arabic language, and I was very surprised uh, by the simplicity of uh, Muslim believers praying outside the mosques and inside. Yeah. And uh, I mean, in a way, I was in love with these people, and I was not interested at all in the Christian sites. I mean, I was not, I mean, when I think even now uh, this, um, this uh, pilgrimage, I think at uh, uh, the believers, uh, the Muslim believers there. And then I came back to Italy and uh, Turkey, uh, the, 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 the Dominican houses in Turkey depend on the, uh, the Dominican province in Italy, uh, which I belong to. And uh, I asked to my superior to go to Turkey. Hmm. And it was kind of yeah. joke. <laughs> I, I told him why, why I couldn't go to the, the, in Turkey. And he said, yes, why not? And uh, here I am. I mean, right. uh, uh, after 15 years, I, I'm still here. Uh, and so did, you, did, you, did, your, did your real study of, the, of Sufis at yeah, just happen here then? And then after, the, after the, this travel, I, um, we, we chose to, uh, uh, to study Turkish and uh, Ottoman civilization and uh, I, I must to find a, a kind of topic for a, for a master, for a PhD. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, but at the beginning, even at the beginning of my uh, Turkish studies, I, I took always the options to study uh, Sufi orders, uh, history, or Sufis, Sufi, Sufis at the beginning because of my interest in uh, Christian mysticism. Right, also. right. So, and of course, then you were at this center of this heartland of, yeah, of Islamic of mysticism. Yeah, of, of mm -hmm. course. And then I'm, I'm very happy with this uh, topic that is not just an academic topic, is uh, becoming more, I mean, in a way, uh, for someone can, can even be uh, very shocking, but uh, becoming more and more um, experience of life. I mean, mm -hmm. I can even think as a Sufi, mm -hmm. and I'm shocked because sometimes uh, Christian or Muslims say to me, uh, but you are more a dervish or a Sufi than some, <laughs> something else. In a way, I'm very happy. In another way, I'm, I wonder, I'm wondering, uh, am I a good priest or a good mm. uh, Dominican? Mm. You, you also, though, in coming here, brought yourself to a crucible of Christianity. Yeah. I mean, where St. Paul was from. Yeah. These resonant names yeah. from the yeah, Bible, Ephesus and 
Did, did you know that, did, or did you discover that? Uh... I, th I discovered that maybe. Uh, at the time, it was more for uh, studying Islam, yeah. and uh, then even now, I mean, I know that is the the, the country of Saint Paul uh, and the, the very first church history, but I'm more interested in living things, in mm. living people, in living. Uh, I mean, I'm more interested in, in doing. Eventually, I, I, I'm doing also this, um, I'm more uh, clo closer to the, the Christian, the, uh, the, uh, the living Christian community right. here, than a history that in a way is finished. I mean, I know that there are some pilgrimage uh, here to the St. Paul's uh, places, but in a way, it's just stones for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm more interested in living beliefs uh, here uh, as Christian or as a Muslim. So, so let's talk about what that's like for you, this life you have of um, you know, being immersed in the meditative tradition of Christianity and really living also this meditative tradition of Islam. I mean, maybe one place to start is uh, yesterday I interviewed, interviewed Jamal Noor, and we talked about love and how that is the essence um, for her of Sufism. But I, you know, at one point I asked her to talk about what word she's using. Because right. love is kind of, a, in English, it's just, it, it doesn't connote that the, the mystical, this mystical right. experience of love. But I'd be so interested in... Uh, you know what you learn. Just think about that. You because when you said when you said at eighteen you mm. experienced the love, the love of God, and this then took over your life. I don't know. So how do you? So what? What do you get from both of these traditions about that thing that we call love? That I was uh, till last summer or till last October. I was um, really. Um, I mean. Uh, Catholic-oriented um, um, thinking about the love of God in uh, in Islam and in Sufism, because in general, and we had the, the, even the Pope uh, talked a little bit in this really famous uh, uh, talk in in German uh, that Islam is in a kind in a, is in a way violence. That means for me in a in another point of view. Uh, that something is violence means that it's not love. So I uh, kept in my mind this idea, and I knew that a, a, a Christian tradition of interpreting Islam uh, shows that in Islam, or even in Sufism, there's no space for, uh, for love. And I, I, brought, I had to, to give a, a, a course in Rome about um, the love of God in Christian mysticism and in Sufism, and no students, so uh, the, the, the course was um, was uh, was up. I mean, no student, no no, no one enrolled. And but I brought an article for a conference, and I found some maybe the best part of my um, discoverings in the last months, in the last years, because by Rumi and by the author I studied f 
for um, a, comment, a great commentator of Rumi, uh, a Mavli, uh, a, a Willem Dervish, who uh, lived in 17th century. Mm -hmm. I discovered some wonderful texts on love and the love of God. And in a way, we can share even the idea of love of God as uh, considered by Catholic uh, charity. Because Rumi and uh, Ankaravi, the author, say that the love of God, the love mm -hmm. is bound, boundless. Mm -hmm. And boundless means also something that is very, um, without no limit, without no uh, interest, and this is also charity. So, so it's overflowing, it's, it yeah. spreads itself. And I think that in this concept, we can meet hmm. even Muslim and, uh, and Christian. Right, because, uh, so for Jamal Noor, um, there's this connection uh, between love and Sir, love and civic life, even love and knowledge, love and service, which is what you're saying. Yeah, that, of course. Yeah. Um, actually, my the question is how I perceive the love mm -hmm. of God mm -hmm. more than, but uh, knowing that I have also a background in Sufi studies, maybe I don't know. Uh, for but me, the love yeah. of for me, uh, the love of God is God Himself. I mean, I know that. Uh, in my creed, and it's not just in my creed, it's, it's actually it's, it, it is in my life that God is love. Right. And um, So really the, the emphasis on is, that yeah. is, God is love. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And I felt this, but I, yeah, it, God is love, but I felt also the love of God. So I know that God can show himself as justice or uh, mm -hmm. or mm, the one who is revealed uh, to the woman and to the man in the world uh, and at the time I felt as love of God and I'm still feeling this it's not so simple as that at the time mm -hmm. because uh, God loves also to to show himself and to hidden to, uh, to hide, to hide uh -huh. himself um, so the word is, uh, you know, in English is a little bit flat. It's yeah. So um, you speak how many languages? Uh, I don't know. Four. Four. Let's say four. Okay. So, so I'm just curious: is there are there words? Are there better in words? Our, are there other languages that that actually capture what you um, this love that you've discovered and faith and in, in, in both in Christianity and also in Sufism. About, especially about love. Yeah, love. I mean as a... Take his experience of... Yes, as, as opposed to just the English word mm, love. Does, yeah. any, does something else do it better for you? Even in English or in another language? Yeah, in English or in other languages. Mm. That's, or do other languages do it better? Yeah, I'm... Of course, I, I'm Sufi-oriented now. Yeah. And the first word I'm thinking about to tell something of this feeling, but um, would be Ashk. Right, ishk. this is... Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sure it's that uh, Jamal Nour yes, yes. talked about yeah. Ashk. And uh, um, because of this article, I found really the, 
the, the deepness of uh, the concept of ashk mm -hmm. uh, that is a, a boundless love. And in this way, I think it is kind of um, the, the, the right word in Christian tradition mm -hmm. uh, of charity. Mm -hmm. Charity is the love of God. Uh, like an outpouring of... Yeah, but charity, when you say charity, you think to, uh, to do, do something for people, poor people. But the charity is the real love of God. So I think, in a way, charity is mm -hmm. the ashk. Okay. Because it's boundless, and the charity is also boundless mm -hmm. love. So um, what else do you discover um, at this boundary you live at, this spiritual boundary between Islam and, and Christianity? I mean... Are there things you learn about Christianity because of your proximity to Islam um, or vice versa? Both, hmm. at least both. Uh, I mean, I found a lot of things. Uh, I found Islam and Sufism or Sufism and Islam or the, this Islam according to the Sufi that is a real Islam, uh, and and so I found something very special of uh, Islam by the Sufis. Mm -hmm. So and I want to keep as a, speci a speciality for them, mm -hmm. but at the, at the okay. same time, yeah. yeah uh, so we're talking typical. about Sufism as opposed yeah. to just Islam. But mm -hmm. yeah, but but uh, at the same time, by studying and by discovering this uh, Sufism. Uh, I I discover I rediscovered something I, I discovered something in my uh, Christian tradition uh, that I didn't know or I didn't know in the same in another way. Mm -hmm. um, so I can recognize the differences between uh, the two uh, faith and traditions. But I can say that uh, there are some proximities, and um, and I I even don't like to to think in this way. I mean, I think that, that there is a human communion between mm -hmm. believers. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't like to leap to commonalities either. But then there's something different when you go very deep, when you're living deeply inside your tradition. Yeah. And you encounter the depths of another. Yeah. And? Uh, I'm just curious about what you hear there or what you see there. That, um, As a Christian or of the other? The, the, yeah, either one. I mean, what, have you, what do you learn there in those deep places? where? I learned another word, uh, in a way another word, another universe, spiritual and human, uh, that I can't um, judge, I cannot judge, because in a way they are different, it's different, this universe of human behaviors. I mean, uh, in a way I, I discovered a, a, another human behaviors, eventually under, under that there is a, a very close human behavior to mine. Mm -hmm. um, another word, because 
because Islam faith is, in a way, another God, in a way. Mm -hmm. uh, and I like also to think uh, God as um, the oneness, the, the absolute oneness. And this, I mean, I, I, I felt the difference of, uh, I, I felt the, the communion of human beings, but mm -hmm. I, I, I realized that as human beings, we can also be different. Yes. Being uh, in communion. Mm -hmm. I mean, is another, and a, and a faith can really uh, model uh, a creature in a different way. Right. The creed, really, the creed and the experience, another religious experience can uh, model another, the, 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 the creature, the man and woman, different from my um, experience. So I, I, I sense that you, you, you know, you want, you want to resist saying it's all the same, in a way out of reverence for both traditions. Is that right? And mm -hmm. I, I really right. understand that. I really appreciate that. Um, so you're saying at one and the same time, uh, you experience the oneness of God, and you still want to hold Allah and God as different in right, some way. Right, of course. Yeah. And those aren't in contradiction. Yeah, in a way, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's why the, the, the contradiction um, makes me uh, to be uh, really alive, but at the same time, it's a little bit, um, I mean, I'm tired, it's uh, making me tired. <laughs> it's exhausting. <but> exhausting, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, at the same time, it's a kind of virus. Uh, some, uh, one of my professors uh, of uh, theology uh, told me that interreligious dialogue, intercultural, intercultural um, experience is a, like a virus. And when you took this virus, you can't uh, be uh, uh, without this virus. It's a living virus. There's a, there's, a, there's a paradox in really profound interreligious encounter. Mm, right. Which I think is the world doesn't really understand. I mean, people, which is that it, you, it's not an... Um, you, you, people go, are, are as deep or more deeply planted in, the, in their yeah. own tradition right. and uh, can be just appreciative and reverent towards right. the other in a way that's, that they couldn't have imagined before. Right. And you're really living in that yeah. place, right. which sounds and like a contradiction between yeah, identity but, and yeah, reverence, but right. it's not. Yeah, and that's why uh, my, 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 um, um, my worst suffering is... Uh, the fact that some other brothers or some other Catholics uh, couldn't understand this mm -hmm. living contradiction, that, that this contradiction that makes me uh, really alive and uh, uh, it's a wonderful paradox. Yeah. Um, I also think, though, I think that the West in the last 50 years tried, you know, to... Make, created that contradiction between right. strong identity, that you had to be yeah. tolerant and that that meant muting a strong identity, or you had a strong identity and you weren't yeah. tolerant. And I think, actually, you're 40 years old. I mean, I think that wasn't humanly yeah, sustainable. Right. It wasn't spiritually, it didn't have a spiritual integrity. And so the next, the new generations are finding ways to combine those things. And you right. maybe really represent that living here in Turkey, which yeah. is a place. Yeah historically and in the present that yeah. lives with that right. paradox. 
Yeah, I think so. In, in a way, you uh, completely right. Uh, in, in a way, I'm maybe the the the, the real product of uh, of Western of Western mentality uh, <laughs> that leads this uh, paradox, this uh, contradiction. But at the same time, as I told before, is I mean, I love this uh, contradiction, and maybe it's not a real contradiction. I mean, right. uh, this mentality represents. Uh, uh, this experience as a, a contradiction, but it's not, maybe it's not. And uh, I'm sure that it's not, because as I told you before, I'm more, um, um, I'm, I, I'm closer to the idea of human communion, human uh, meeting, right. than uh, this identity. I mean, I know that I'm a Catholic and I want to be a real Catholic. I'm, and even with my background in philosophy and theology, I studied a lot uh, Thomas of Aquinas, that right. is the doctor of uh, Catholic Church. Um, and I'm still very close to this uh, philosophy and theology, but at the same time, I can be open minded to see what God creates hmm. and created and still creates in the world in terms of religions, faith, and uh, human beings. Okay. I mean, I can't imagine that God. Um, I mean, it's not a problem of revelation. I, 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 I can't imagine that God can uh, keep uh, together different religions. I mean, it's its you, own choice. That, you, that God can what? Can Keep together and create different religions. I mean, it's an old, it's an old um, uh, theology. Even in, medi in medieval age, we had this uh, kind of uh, interpretation. But I think it's because God is the creator, mm -hmm. he can also create different okay. mm -hmm. religions. Right. Um, I mean, I'm still wondering and questioning myself. Yeah. And I like to be open. Right. Now, um, Turkey is also a place... Uh, where Christianity is very much diminished, at least in numbers, right? From and I right. think you—that's also a history yeah. you know and are part of. So, would you tell a little bit of that story of Christianity here yeah, in this place? It's, uh, uh, for certain way, is a, a, a it's a sad story uh, because, uh, especially at the end, uh, by the end of Ottoman Empire, the the the, the very, um, in the, the early very, 20th century. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the beginning of uh, the Turkish Republic uh, history, uh, the Christians were, uh, uh, I can't say persecuted, but uh, they, they left Turkey. They left and there were a lot of, of problems. The exchange of population by between Greeks and Turkey, Turks, uh, uh, and then uh, uh, the big problem of Armenians and so on. Right, and right. actually, the, the, the Christians here are more or less 100,000. So right, and it, but the, it, was, it used to be 50% of the population were, were non-Muslims yeah. anyway, right? Uh, and, yeah, it used to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it used to be, even in Istanbul. Istanbul was a, a Christian, uh, Christian town till the, probably the 40s or... Really? Yeah. The majority of population in Istanbul I think till the the thirties uh, was Christian, and now and now not now uh, maybe 
no, no, the, 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 the 99.9% Percent of Muslim. population is Muslim or, let's say, Turks. Right, right. Better than Muslim, but mm -hmm. as Turks, ex-Turks, also are not Muslim. Christian, right. It's a big question, this. I mean, I think the problem is um, the difference, how to um, let difference live in this country. Not just the Christians, Christian is a, just an example, right. but the problem is difference. Right. Even Sufi and can even be considered the, as mm, different from right. some other um, groups or some other interpretation of the Turkishness or uh, the nationalists and so on. Mm -hmm. So even Alevis or Kurdish can be considered as other. Right. Uh, it's a big issue. Well, there's Turkey. even the tension between secular Turks and, the big, yeah. and devout the yeah, Muslims. Yes, yeah, of mm -hmm. course. Mm -hmm. And for Christianity, it's just a, a result of this mentality and they left and they still continue to leave uh, Turkey. Some of them try to uh, come back to Turkey. Some of Syrians in the southeast of, uh, of Turkey, they come back and they try to settle again. Uh, but in, or we have some other foreign Christian who are right. coming into Turkey. I mean, do, do you experience this as a source of grief? Uh, not, not really. Especially in Istanbul, we don't. We we are free, and we are not. Uh, we are not uh, in any way persecuted. We have some difficulties, of course, as a Catholic Latin Catholic Church. We are not recognized in uh, um, by in a, in a juridical point of view. Uh, so. And this is, in a way, is the, um, the, the grief for the Latin Catholic Church uh, and for some other churches, uh, because even this building is as the property of Dominicans, but I can't, uh, I can't, yeah, I can't show exactly that it is, and you, you exist and you don't exist at the same time, mm. in the same way. Um, this is a kind of grief, a kind, but it's not a grief that I can't live here or I can't live very well. I can't, I can live very well, but at the same time I have some difficulties. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm not the the only one who can have some difficulties uh, right. in this country. You don't as feel a singled out as a. And then, of course, you're, you're kind of touching on this without naming it. Um, the other boundary that you live at here is that the Christians, that the, the tradition that is prominent but also centered here is the Eastern Orthodox Christianity. Yeah, right. right. At least for uh, in historical terms. Mm -hmm. Right, in historic terms. But, but still the patriarch, the ecumenical yeah, patriarch is, here, is based here. This is, for Greeks, still Constantinople. Yeah, and... And the Patriarch Bartholomew, part of his title is Archbishop of Constantinople right. and New Rome. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm very proud because when I met him, uh, every time I met him, uh, he talks to me in Turkish. Uh -huh. So I'm very proud of this because, uh, of course, he, he knows Italian, English, uh, French. 
and uh, we could we could talk in another Western languages, mm -hmm. and uh, but because he knows that I can also um, talk in Turkish, and probably is happy that I can talk in Turkish because it's not very common between uh, priests and uh, Catholic priests. So um, and I I, to, I tell everyone that he talks to me in uh, in Turkish. Well, so, but say um, some more about why that matters. Why why that's important? Because. Um, he feels, probably he feels, I mean, it's my interpretation, maybe mm -hmm. it's not right, but uh, he feels that um, I'm here and I want to be here. I want to be a part of this country as they are also a part of country, as a, an old, old part of this country, as Greek Orthodox is a, a really uh, old part of this country. Yes. Uh, it's an old tradition. And so he won probably... He wants to see me as a, the same perspective, to be here, not just a foreigner, but to be here as a part of the country. Of even, I, I mean, even I felt this. predating the Ottoman. Yeah, uh, right. So probably, yeah. Truly yeah, because we were, yeah, the yes, Dominicans' yes. history here Christians is very here. long. Yes. Uh, but they didn't talk Turkey, Turkish. Uh, I mean, it's a, rec a very uh, recent uh, story that um, uh, even Catholic priests uh, can talk in Turkish. They mm -hmm. didn't learn Turkish for centuries. Right. For centuries. Right. And there were so many reasons that the Eastern and Western Church, or the Eastern and the Latin Church, um, or the Orthodox and the Latin Churches, we, let's get our politically correct, like, that, they, that, they, that they diverged, but... Um, one of them was also that that Roman Catholic theology was happening in Latin and Orthodox theology was happening in Greek. So I mean, even the language. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. So the but fact that fine. you speak, can speak in Turkish now. Oh, yeah, maybe it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um. Hmm. So I have a quick question. So Albert, I know you say that um, you don't look at stones, you look at living communities, yeah. right? And that's true even when you're looking at the tradition of St. Paul and the early yeah. churches. Right. Um, I'm wondering, you know, when you look at the churches in Istanbul that used to be churches and then are converted over to mosques. Um, yesterday we were at Kocakai Sofia and, you know, I Sofia and all these Wonderful. lovely, lovely uh, places. Um, I know you don't look at stones. Yeah, yeah, I look, but... Right. But if you're in a place like this and you see, you can tell yeah. from the altar oh, pattern yeah, right. and the cross pattern that it was a church and then there's a prayer niche added. Um, is there a um, sentiment? Is there a yearning? Is it just a neutral yeah, observation? Neutral. Yeah, since the beginning, when I, even when I was in Santa Sofia, neutral, really neutral. And right. I'm... Sometimes I'm shocked because I feel that the others uh, don't have my uh, own uh, feeling. Neutral, because in a way I'm very um, reconciliated with the history. I mean, history is a, a part of, of revelation of God. I mean, uh, hmm. I, can't, I can't say, yeah, if I, will, if I had this, this place, it's history. I mean, and history uh, has something very... Um, is uh, very powerfully uh, and uh, because history before being history was reality was living life because I I life I love life living life I would say uh, 
I think the history of, as a living life at a time, right. not like stones. And this is your time. Uh, yeah. So I can understand that time and this time because of idea of life, not as history, uh, dead history. It's not mm -hmm. dead history. Mm -hmm. it, it was life at the time, not history. So for me, nothing. I'm, I don't have any kind of... It's okay. There, there was a conquest, okay. Right. And the conquest was not just because of the, um, the bad Turks, mm -hmm. but also Greeks and Italians, the, the Venetians and Genovese, were not, were not really... All uh, the good guys. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. Um, this, but this history between different Christians is also very troubled. I mean, when you said a minute ago, when you went to <coughs> Jerusalem for the first time in your 20s, I think, and you were not attracted to the Christians there. Mm -hmm. um, so I went to Jerusalem. We went to Jerusalem. Our show went there last year um, for the first time. And um, I was disturbed by the Christians there. Mm -hmm. So I was you can understand me. I understand you. I, I, I saw the anguish of the Palestinians and the Israelis, yeah. and you can take all of that apart. The Christians, I found, were sour and, you know, divided among themselves. Uh, a Palestinian said to me that he thinks of Jesus as a Palestinian, that he, mm. he's a Muslim, but that he reveres Jesus as a Palestinian figure and the purest example of a, the purest uh, teaching of, of a peacemaker that, that is in their history uh, and in the history of that region. But I did not experience the Christians in Jerusalem to be peacemakers, even among themselves, yeah. right? They, don't, they didn't speak, they don't worship together, they can't worship together. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So yeah, this is a um, you you talked before as a grief. I think it's one of my griefs to to see, especially Oriental churches' situation. Yeah. Um, and when you say the Oriental churches, you mean the, you mean the Eastern, the Orthodox. Eastern, pardon. The Orthodox. Yeah, Orthodox. Orthodox Armenian. The different. So on. Yes. Yeah, Armenian, because as Russian, Latin, we have Greek. another approach even to the faith. Um, the Eastern or Eastern um, churches are more. Um, I mean, more devotees, and uh, and it's not really the, the Latin approach to the uh, practices. But finally, every Sunday morning, I go to another parish, Dominican parish, where I, I celebrate in Turkish for my uh, community that is composed by uh, Eastern, uh, Eastern East Christians. Really? So, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, from Turkey, mm -hmm. I mean, Chaldeans, Syrian Catholic, Syrian Orthodox, right. and living with them, at least uh, on Sunday morning, I finally felt their approach to the, the faith, to the religion, and even if I don't like, um, I mean, this kind of apology of Eastern churches, because the believers from Eastern Church are more believers than the Latin Catholic, for example, because they, 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 they kept the real faith and so on. But the Latin, Latin Catholics had that same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, uh, but I learned to appreciate them 
for their simple faith and not for uh, this um, division, this mm -hmm. appearances of uh, communities, because they love to show themselves as um, one community, well, um, rich community, mm -hmm. well, uh, well organized and so on, mm -hmm. or not well organized. In, in some so, cases. So that experience of the parish is, has been more important for you in terms of connecting with yeah, that history right. between Eastern right. and Western yeah. Latin. And I can Orthodox. understand them. I can understand, uh, mostly I can understand the discourse mm -hmm. about persecution. Mm. I mean, it's not, it's not a taboo. I mean, now for me it's not a taboo because I, I spend with them sometimes listening to them. Um, and their discourse about uh, persecution, we, are, we, we were, and sometimes we are still persecuted. And I finally discovered that, in a way, it's a kind, just a discourse. They needed this kind of discourse, probably even to create an, uh, their identity mm -hmm. here. Uh, but behind this discourse, they try to have a simple faith and a real, and they are, in a way, they are closer to the Muslim um, believers than they can imagine hmm. well, because of the culture, the religious right, culture is is yeah it's yeah. very common. Mm -hmm. It's more com, com it's more common than we can imagine. Sometimes I can even this uh, say this that sometimes when I I, I listen to a, a Christian sermon, I have a, a, the impression even if I don't go to to listen. To the preacher in the mosque, I know the the moral discourse of the Islam, so I can think that it's more or less the same. Mm -hmm. The Christian sermon in in a Sunday morning, or a the Muslim sermon in this. That is such an interesting. But I can say all these things, but I know that I can show myself as contradictory, I right, know, right. and paradoxically, but if you want to, something, to hear something of living um, experience, this is my living experience. I mean, I know if I have to write a more academic uh, article, you won't read this. You won't, yeah. Because an editor wouldn't accept. But it is one of the interesting... Um, uh, what did you say about history? I mean, the, the history in, in our time, this time we live in, it's an interesting reality of Christianity globally that so many of these ancient places of Christianity, yeah. the biblical places, yeah, right. are Muslim cultures now. Yeah. And that mm. that there is this closeness, uh, uh, of, yeah. or at least there's a shared culture, um, as you're describing, yeah, whether it's right. conscious yeah, or not. Uh, yeah, the, the culture is more or less the same. The culture and the religious culture also is more or less the same. Mm -hmm. uh, even if they don't want to say this, but uh, I mean, they, 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 they lived, all, all them lived in the same place. So, for hundreds uh, and for hundreds of years, yeah. Centuries. Um, yeah. You're going to change it? Oh. oh, battery. Yeah, I thought we didn't have to change it. Anymore. A battery. Do you want to ask another question? You can. Yeah. 
Okay. Um. I will say I've almost never heard uh, whenever there is a division in a faith tradition, Latin and Orthodox, Sunni and Shi'i, Theravada and Mahayana, I've never heard um, the followers of one sect or division describe the other side as more pious. <laughs> uh, this, is a, this is a first time experience for me, you know, so. Um. I, I mean, I do sense that you're also because of what your studies and your 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 interests, your theological interests. Um, for you, it's the encounter with Islam and with Sufism that's been more yeah. powerful, and it's just been the more focus of your attention. But um, in terms of living here and at the center of, uh, in Constantinople, I mean, <laughs> is there also something in that at that level of at that high at that more um, official level of yeah. The Eastern Orthodox, the Eastern-Western split uh, in Christianity that is interesting for you? Or is it just there? No, no, yeah, of course it's uh, interesting also to see how the, um, the official positions and politics go, go on. I mean, in this world, in this um, period of history, uh, and I finally have to say that um, we reproduce uh, very often the same problems mm -hmm. of the past. Mm -hmm. More or less the same interpretation of the past we are uh, reproducing now in another way, but uh, some, yeah, I mean, very you often... Mean the Christians? The, the, yeah. It, Even, I mean, yeah, maybe, I don't know, a kind of uh, the question of persecution. Maybe we don't say that it's a persecution, but uh, we or some other Christian here, uh, some other problems. Um, yeah, it's interesting to for me as a, uh, in a neutral point of view to see how the official uh, positions uh, are considered and held. Mm -hmm. By okay. politician or by, uh, and you as an Italian from the center of Latin Christianity, also you've seen the other, <laughs> the other side of it. Uh -huh. Also, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so, in America, and I think to some extent in Western Europe, uh, nine eleven was this watershed. Right, we live in the of post course. nine eleven world. I began to have. Um, uh, fear of flights because of uh, flying. Of yeah, flying. Is, I mean, is that true for you too? Because Turkey is is a different center, right? I mean, it's both European and uh, yeah, of course. So, is 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 that a, aside from fear of flying? I mean, is that a milestone for you um, psychologically, or even in terms of how you see religion in the world? For me, or in yeah, general, for, for you, nine eleven is. Uh, thank God that I began this ad adventure of uh, discovering another religion, another country, another uh, tradition before 9-11. I mean, I started in 96, and uh, I remember exactly uh, because I was studying, I was studying religions, and I'm still surprised that I did this in 92, in 92, when I was a young Dominican a student, uh, as a brother, I studied, I had six months um, Islam course, 
six months Hinduism course, six months Judaism. Mm. So in a time, a very strange time, without no problem, I was studying Islam, Hinduism, and Buddhism, and and Judaism. Right. So thank God that I I found uh, that I could study in a very neutral or very curious point of view religions. And uh, I, I remember that I studied very well the course of Islam. Uh, and then 96, uh, and I remember exactly a conversation I had in a train um, with a, a Dominican brother. And he was the guy who learned to me to switch on Islamic mystical traditions. But at the time, we were, we were coming back from Jerusalem. Yeah, what do you mean to switch on? To I mean, he said to me, uh, we, we went back uh, from Jerusalem, and we were going to uh, our, uh, to, uh, we were going home. And we were together in the train, and we were talking about, he was also interested in uh, uh, spirituality, mystical tradition, and so on. We were talking, and he said to me, if I had to go in a Muslim country, or I, I, he was talking in general, and he said to me, uh, if I had to go to, 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 to Jerusalem again, I would have studied, I would study uh, Islamic mysticism. Okay. Because, he said, because I think that there must be an Islamic mysticism. Okay. And he I didn't kept in mind, yeah. it's the yeah. beginning for he me. He turned you on to that. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, so my decision to be more involved and engaged with, uh, um, with studying Islam and to be in, uh, in Turkey mm -hmm. began before 9-11. Thank God, because otherwise, it, of course, it changed a little bit, but not a lot. I mean, actually, I treat every kind of, as a Christian, as a Dominican, uh, as a um, European, mm -hmm. I treat, I think that um, in a political point of view, I treat all Islam, all kind of Islams as uh, the same. Of course, I prefer the Sufi mm -hmm. uh, way to live Islam, mm -hmm. but I, wa I don't want to show that there is just one Islam. I think there, is, there are kinds of Islams possible um, yes. living Islams. And I can't, I can't show that the Wahhabi Islam or Salafi Islam is the only one because it's not the historical truth You, you of know Islam. the diversity of you. You've yeah. been living with and the I, diversity I think that as a, even as a right. Christian, I have a, a duty to, to show the richness of Islams. Of course, a, a, an Islam believer can't say like me, but I can say this. Mm -hmm. Or a very, uh, a very uh, intelligent, as Omid uh, can, can say, that Islam is not one Islam, and uh, I hope that he can't. Um, but uh, in general, I can accept that a Muslim believer says Islam is one, of course, because God is one. Right. But as a Christian, as I can't say this okay. because I, right. I, I see, I study the, the, the it's history. It's not your experience. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. not my experience. Mm -hmm. um, this is not really a religious question, but um, you know, you are Italian. You're from Western Europe. Um, 
it, 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 Turkey has become newly so interesting since the Arab Spring, another right. milestone. Um, and how do you think about the this concept of you know Turkey, this this as country a as a democracy and as a as a model for um, emerging is democracies and with Muslim cultures? Um, do you think about that? Uh, it's a model. I mean, in a way, it's a model. They worked a lot. Uh, for uh, Turkey to be a, a model, in a way it could be, but uh, not just the model, because um, in this way the Arab culture is not the Turkish culture. Right. And uh, it, can't, it can't work, I mean, as a, a real model. You can't just translate no, it all. No, no mm -hmm. I don't think mm -hmm. so. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the Turkey model is a model because they can show that um, they succeeded in uh, composing between uh, democracy and uh, uh, religions, mm -hmm. religion mm -hmm. or religions. Mm -hmm. Do you have another question? Let's. Amir, what have you been thinking about while we're talking? I mean, one question I have is um, I know that a lot of uh, you are very involved in. Um, interfaith dialogue, this virus, as you uh, sometimes you know, call it. And um, uh, you participate in a lot of them, and people also look to you for helping shape these conversations. And uh, so much of the conversation is at the institutional level, at the theological level. Right. Um, with various results, you know, sometimes mm more beneficial than, than others. Um, I'm wondering if you had the chance to start a process of bringing people together of different faiths uh, who are uh, committed to their own tradition but open to others. What would it look like? Who would take part in it and what would they do? Would they sit around the table? Would they read scriptures? Would they pray together, what, what, would, it, what yeah. would that conversation look like? Um, for the moment, the, 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 the best experience I have is, um, is the, the previous degree is talking, when I talk about Sufis, for example, uh, to an audience, a Western and Christian audience, and then question, uh, start to come up and then I encourage people to read text of Sufism and I try to also to um, to transmit my own feelings uh, through the Islam and um, Sufism for example. Uh, actually I think the best part I mean it can be reader to read together I, I'm, I'm I'm dreaming to read together texts of different traditions, uh, but it's uh, it's still a, a kind of dream because I have to find the the people people want really do that. Uh, but I'm in a way I'm trying to prepare people to mm. that. To do and that. are you talking about 
scripture or other texts, mystical texts. Yeah, right. Other texts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah because I, I think sometimes people start with the Quran and the Bible, yeah. and that's not no, no, the no, place no. to I'm, start. Uh, I'm afraid <laughs> also. It seems obvious, this, yeah. and it's not. It's and, actually the worst um, place to start. I'm very happy because I have to, to write, have, and I want um, to write a, a book of introduction to Islam for a Christian audience, but very simple, using poetry and so on. Mm. And is a Catholic, a, a Catholic uh, publisher uh, that asked to me to do this. And uh, I brought also a book, the first Italian book on whirling dervishes, and it's more and more... Um, the whirling dervishes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. the, the, it was the first one, even if a lot of Italians come to Turkey and see and uh, the, the, the whirling uh, dervishes uh, dance, and they don't know, they go back and they don't still know anything about uh, Sema. And uh, apparently this book is very uh, well received, mm -hmm. but even by, um, by the church, I was very... I mean, a little bit proud because uh, the Cardinal uh, Ravasi, who is the, the, the Minister of Culture, uh, did a very uh, good book review in one of the most important newspapers in Italy about a book. And he loves also Rumi's poetry. Hmm. That is very interesting. So, so why is it that, uh, that these fundamental texts of our theologies and traditions are not the place to start and that poetry and mystical texts are the place to start. Why is that? I have a lot of answers about this because uh, the texts are like, I don't know, uh, like idols. Are the, are the Bible and the Quran. Yeah, in yeah. a way, uh, I, can't, I can't go... Uh, very close to them because right. it's very dangerous. And uh, poetry, mystical poetry, are very closer to us, more close than they're, the others. They're hospitable I mean, to outsiders also. There is something, it's yeah. like a saint for Catholic, a saint. That's why I can understand why uh, this devotion to the saints in Catholicism, especially in Catholicism, because they are, the saints are human beings and closer than even the even Christ or uh, God himself mm -hmm. so we need we need we need uh, simple experiences and especially Rumi poetry is very uh, the images uh, that uh, used by uh, Rumi's are very uh, simple very our experience people accessible need all, pe yeah, yeah accessible mm -hmm. people need this Mm -hmm. And mostly now in, this, uh, in these days, we need a um, simple way um, to find God and his love and the experience of God. Mm -hmm. Simple ways. So um, I think even 20 years ago, uh, I remember I was involved with a Benedict, with some Benedictines ah. who do ecumenism, which is mm, one of wonderful. their things. And there was a big discussion about including this to interreligious dialogue. Mm. And the thing is, whether it was true or not, 20 years ago, it felt like a choice, right? Whether 
whether any tradition wanted to be interreligiously active. And in 2012, it, it, it doesn't, right? The world is interreligious, it's interconnected. I mean, you've been living this for a long time. And of course, in a place like Turkey, I mean, yeah, you know, it's right. always been a reality. But um, so what do you think? I, I think, but it's very frightening for a lot of people. It is new. It's new for human beings to be living with this kind of proximity to religious others in some places, in right, some places. Right. Um, I mean, in the state, the United States, yeah, yeah, much understand. more religiously diverse now than it was 30, 40 years ago yeah. for all kinds of reasons. Um, so what do you think... Um, you know, from this perspective, this vantage point you have, um, you know, what would you say about, you know, where you, you know, where you have concerns, but most importantly, like, what are your sources of hope as you see this world unfolding, where more and more people are going to be living the way you do, uh, very close to yeah, another tradition, right. uh, also committed to their own. But they don't want. I mean, they don't want to to. to to lead this well, diversity, it, it's or they don't want to. It's going to happen. So, 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 what have you learned that might it's be useful? It's a fact, but it's a fact. Yeah. But it's it can a, be frightening. Yeah. And it's 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 a, it's new. It's very it's new. It's, it's change, new, right. and change um, is stressful for human beings. And you're asking me the, yeah. the kind of solution how how to lead this. What in, what can you offer that 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 you know? And what 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 about the experience you've had? Uh, I think. There's often there are often a lot of uh, you know scenarios of how badly it can go wrong, you know. And so I think that uh, it's an art. It's mm. an art to live this um, diversity, and um, we we uh, we cannot hide that uh, there are also some dan 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 dangers. Mm -hmm. And the problem, the first problem for everything, and especially in this topic, is not to recognize the dangers and how to um, escape by the dangers is to learn the art of living with, with uh, diversities, uh, living with uh, in this context. And when I say the art to live with. Uh, I think that, uh, for example, sometimes, even if I like this virus of um, inter interface and yeah. so on, yeah. I need to, to, to have a break and to look at myself, mm -hmm. to, to look at my God, mm -hmm. my faith, to have a kind of, um, to have a breath, to have a, 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 a break mm -hmm. and to for meditate maybe just for meditating what I, I i i lived before or what i can do after and this is a, an art as um, silence and word uh, sometimes i it's there is a time for talking for conversation and there's for dialogue and there is a time for silence for um, meditating what i Going back lived inward. before mm -hmm. yeah so i think the the, the real answer to this um, fear, that is a real fear, mm -hmm. is to learn the art how to live together with diverse, religious diversity. Mm -hmm. I'm learning too. I mean, I'm trying to learn. Mm -hmm. And as you look around you here or in the world, you know, what, 
where do you see, um, what are sources of hope for you or inspiration um, where you say, yes, that, that's what it can be like? For these topics, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The living with. Uh, I think that uh, um, I think and I feel that there is some very interesting experiences in the Western countries, probably even in the United States, uh, probably in England also, uh, not a lot in the Latin part of Europe. Uh, um, and probably in some places like Lib Lebanon, mm -hmm. more than Turkey, because in Lebanon it's a real, um, it's an obligation to live together, or the war, I mean. Right. <laughs> and they are trying, I had a very good experience with the interfaith group in Turkey, coming from Lebanon, and I was there also for conferences, and I felt always a very good um, uh, feelings. And they want to go on with interfaith uh, reflections. Uh, I think that it could be, and it can be also in Turkey. Uh, in Turkey is is a little bit lesser uh, organized. I feel this with the Sufi groups, and uh, I think that there is it's a beginning. Of course, in Turkey, we have also official conferences uh, about interreligious dialogue interfaith, mm -hmm. but it's more official. Yeah. Uh, but I think also in Turkey, it could be a very good place where um, to experience, to do an experience with uh, um, uh, live together with the diversity. Um, and uh, another field, but it's not a living, I think, um, novels, lit literature really? is also yeah. Mm -hmm. I think uh, is inspiring me a lot, and uh, I'm I read I I read I'm still reading um, not a lot but quite a lot novels, and I'm very uh, surprised how uh, this kind of uh, problems let's say a problem or topic mm -hmm. is a topic of novels. I read um, last last month I I read. Uh, a lot of novels written by uh, written in French, but by um, Muslim believer or with a background in, and always and not just by uh, by um, by uh, Muslim believer, uh, but also by French. There uh, is a kind of obsession to live the difference. To live the difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's the topic of a lot of uh, novels. Mm -hmm. And I read this um, novels, wonderful novel uh, um, that was um, uh, advised by, uh, by a friend of mine, a Muslim, um, The Girls of Riyadh. Have you heard of it? The Girls of Riyadh? Riyadh. I feel like maybe I've heard. Uh, Who's that by? Al Raja. A wonderful novel. Mm -hmm. And it's about the, uh, the Saudi uh, society and the women and the uh, um, Saudi society. And 
there also a kind of for women to leave the differences or to change. Uh, I read some uh, translation of um, uh, Iranian novel. Um, I have to remember now. Uh, I began to forget. And I wrote an article that will be published maybe tomorrow or mm. next few days um, for an important uh, newspaper about it's a kind of interpretation by these novels yeah. uh, of the uh, veiled woman in Islam. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that uh, behind the veil uh, of Islam, there, is, there are really women uh, live, living, acting, and uh, proposing something for the societies. Mm -hmm. It's interesting how we tend to focus so much on things at a political level, but but it may be, in fact, in novels and in art. That, yeah, and it's, I think it's so. always happened in human history, yeah. but we forget I think, this. Yeah, it's um, let the politics do their job. <laughs> I mean, if I can do something else, I will do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, and if I can do in order to change also this uh, level, why not? But uh, I can't. I can't wait. I mean, it's my life. I can't wait. I can't wait that everything change. If I can change with, uh, I, I, if I can begin with my life. Yeah. So I can't. I can't be. Uh, I can't wait my death to see something change changing around me. If I can change now around me. I think that's your last word. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, also, would you say your whole name for me? I just want to hear you say it. Alberto Fabio Ambrosio. Okay. Just 30 seconds or so. Just the uh, of what? The oh, room. Quiet, quiet. Just to record the room. Ah, okay. Ah. I think Jamal Noor would, would prove of us listening to the room. Giving the room its due. <laughs> I want, it's the only room uh, a little bit uh, oriental. I wanted to, some, to have a, a Turkish oriental uh, sound and uh, taste. No, it's here. great. Yeah. Otherwise, the, it's the, Latin everywhere. I mean, it, uh, you can be in Italy here, uh, in the church. Uh, well, the birds provide a wonderful yeah, soundtrack, wonderful. you know? Uh, I give you my, my card. Yes, thank you. I don't have one, but <coughs> it's enough. Bad about this. Thank you so much. You want? Yes. Yeah. Thank you. You have one. Thank you. I can offer you a coffee. Any coffee? Interesting. At one o'clock, I have the yeah the meal. But I can I can I can I can do. Should I come with you to help you uh, prepare? No, no, I can I can come here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Yeah.